Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I just want to let you know that this episode is worth every minute. I know it's a little bit longer than my usual interview episodes, but do it in two parts, listen in three parts, or just find a quiet moment and sit down with a piece of paper and pen and listen to the whole thing at once. It is so good. It is so jam-packed. I'm so excited to welcome Sterling J. You may have heard of her because I've been listening to Coffee and Pearls for a few years. That's her original podcast. Now she has three podcasts. She has her Made for Business podcast, which is for business-minded mamas. She has the Mama Tools podcast, which is for all moms who want to learn some tools for their mom life. And she has the Made for Greatness podcast, which is hosted by Sterling and Larissa. And the two of them are Catholic life coaches, and they lead you through mindset coaching on their podcast. It's incredible. So I'm really honored to have Sterling here today with us to talk about why moms don't set goals. And perfect timing, right? Because it's the beginning of the year, and we're all thinking about what's our intention this year? What's our word of the year? What's our goal or goals? What is it? How do I do this? How do I make 2021 great? 2020 was a little rough. So how do we make this year better? Well, I brought on Sterling because she is just a wealth of knowledge in this area. She's had a goals program for years. And I think what she shares today is going to be so unexpected. Like I was so surprised by what she shared. And it was so so helpful. So if you don't know who Sterling J is, she is a Catholic mindset coach and she helps Catholic moms launch and grow businesses. She also does life coaching for women and specifically Catholic moms. And she's just an incredible lady. She really is. And she has six little kids, you guys. She homeschools six young children. She works 20 hours a week on a business she loves, and she lost 70 pounds in a pandemic year. (laughs) She can teach you to do anything. So I think you're really going to benefit so much. I truly know you need to take notes because that's what I did when we were talking. (laughs) You're going to learn so much from Sterling. Really and truly, if you can implement and apply what she shares with us today, your life is going to be changed. I promise you that. So make sure you have a piece of paper and pen to take notes. And without further ado, let's talk about goals and get ready to be surprised by what Sterling shares. Hey, Sterling. Welcome to the podcast. Let's pretend we haven't been talking for a few minutes. Totally. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, everybody. Sterling J, have you listened to Coffee and Pearls? Here she is. It's Mm -hmm. the host. (laughs) She is now a life coach and business coach and just all these amazing things. You have three podcasts now, which is so crazy to me. I love it. It Made for greatness, mama tools, and made for business. So, so cool. And you just do so many incredible things. I've always been a fan. You were always on my list to have on the podcast. Like, okay, if I could get Sterling, my (laughs) podcast has made it. 
Um, but yeah, ca- uh, you're a Catholic um, coach, which is so rare in this world, like Catholic mm-hmm. business coaches. How many of them are there? You're the go-to one. And I'm so, so happy to have you here today to talk about goals. And this is going to be a different kind of episode, you guys. It's going to be unexpected. It's going to be really fun. And we're going to talk about why moms don't want to set goals. And let's jump in. So if someone doesn't know you, could you start by sharing kind of what life looks like right now and tell us why you're so passionate about goal setting and this whole topic of goals? Absolutely. So I am a convert. Um, We have six kids. They're pretty little. My oldest is nine and my youngest is one. So we packed them in there and um, I'd say that we're homeschooling, but we're kind of unschoolers. So that means something different. And we're (laughs) hanging out at home like everybody right now. My my husband is actually home full-time. And so he, we had a fencing company and we sold it. And so we're both home and we're both coaches. And so that's been very interesting to kind of change our rhythms and plan this new life with both of us being home with the kids all the time. So that's mm-hmm. new. That's new for us. Um, but I've been setting goals forever. I have set goals with Catholic moms for the last five years. And you're right. This is an unexpected episode because even four months ago, I would have told you that I, of course, I was going to run my goals program again this year because that's what I do every year. And it's a lot of fun. And this year I scrapped the whole thing. And instead I'm going to be offering a program called the no goals goals program. I love it. It's so unexpected. And it's it's kind of a testament to how you've grown, like in your own personal life. Like it's really cool because like as a listener of Coffee and Pearls since years ago, um, you know, I've heard you talk about goals and goal setting and the importance of it and the research behind it and the different books about it. And now as a life coach, I've seen this whole shift within mm-hmm. you. And I'm sure a lot of people, if they know you, sense that as well and totally see it. So why no goals though? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, there's two kind of, there's two kinds of moms. I'll tell you the two kinds and then you can tell me which one you are. So the first yes. one is where goal setting has actually become like a trigger to moms and it fills them with dread and sadness and fear and they just get paralyzed and they don't want to do it and here's why because they are drowning in babies or jobs or a difficult marriage whatever your list of crosses are maybe autoimmune things and they don't even know what's happening this weekend and then when they buy a beautiful planner because they think oh you know, good moms set goals, then they look at this huge space of having to decide or know what's happening for the year. And they are only willing to do that a couple of times before they just pack in the whole thing and go, oh, I don't like to set goals. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this was very surprising to me a few years ago when one of my best friends said that because I was, I said, oh, I, you know, change my goals program. Do you want to go through it and give me some feedback? And she was like, Oh, I never set goals. And I was like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Cause I am clearly the second type. So I'll bring that up in a moment. But yeah, she said, listen, it's just depressing to me because I feel like I can't control anything as a mom. So many bad things have happened and 
I know that the goals that I set, I'm not going to reach. And so it actually is just a really yucky activity for me. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible. I, I mean, I think that that's a lot of moms. A lot of moms feel out of control, that they can't make things happen. And so the idea of dreaming actually feels painful. Yes, I've been there before. I'm not there currently, but I have been there. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did. So for those of you who don't know, I had three babies in three years and all three of them, I was on several months of bed rest where I like literally couldn't get out of bed. And so it is, it's really hard to get excited about your life when you see those, that surprise positive pregnancy test. And you're like, oh, I guess that's the year I'm having instead of all the goals that I made. Now I made goals anyway, because I'm the second type of mom. Okay. So the second type of mom loves goal setting. We love planners. We love checklists. We have a favorite brand of pen. (laughs) We love to do it all. We do it a few times a year. We're like, Ooh, those goals are getting dusty. Let's pull them out. Let's do them again. Cause it's fun. (laughs) Enough. If you were to press one of the goal setting, loving moms, she still feels the same kind of doubt. So she still feels confident that goal setting works, but she doesn't know why. And she's read the books and she knows about smart goals and she knows about reading your goals and the power of writing them down and all of that. But at the end of the year, it's kind of a crapshoot for her too. And she's like, some things happened and some things didn't. I know that I'm better off having set the goals, but she doesn't really feel like she knows how to make goals happen. Yeah, that's more me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with my planner and my checklist yeah. and having all these ideas and and not always having them organized, right? Yeah. Not always like having a clear plan of X, Y, Z, this is how it's going to happen, I just have this sort of like dream. I'm totally a dreamer. Mm-hmm. And so I have all these big dreams and goals and thoughts. And And my husband is an engineer and he's like the rational one in our marriage. <laughs> I try, Good. you know, I have some rational thought. Let's be real. I, I'm not all emotions and dreaming, but um, that's kind of where I tend toward. And and he, he asks, he presses those things like, so how is that going to happen? And that is where I get stuck. So it's interesting you said that. I'm definitely the second mom. Would you, are yeah. you the second mom too? I'm, I'm totally the second mom. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, like, I'm very productive. I do a lot of things. But if you really held my feet to the fire and you said, how confident are you you're going to hit these goals? And you had asked me, you know, last year, there's like this sinking feeling in my stomach of like, I don't know, what if I get pregnant again? Or what if something else happens? Or, I mean, and, and this was, this was before 2020, everyone. Okay. Like before that, Mm -hmm. I used to feel like, wow, we just never know what's going to happen. And I didn't really believe that I knew how to create the results that I wanted. And so I knew I was productive and I'd get a bunch of them done but it wasn't that I had a very clear systematic way of doing it. And I didn't have full confidence that everything on the list was going to get done. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is the answer then? So I, the, I, the first, I would say that the problem with both moms is the same, right? They just doubt that they can make Mm -hmm. things happen. Right. Right. And so now that I'm a mindset coach, 
And for those of you who haven't listened to Coffee and Pearls, like I read tons of books and self-help things and brain things. And it wasn't until I discovered mindset work, which is really looking at the thoughts in our minds that are driving our actions. It wasn't until I did that, that I came to understand how we can actually make a plan for something and create the results that we want. And it comes down to the thoughts that we have and the beliefs that we have. So this year in my no goals, goals program, I'm going to set, it's not really a goal. I'm calling it a mission, but I'm going to put all of the moms on a mission and their mission is to love their daily life. Because if you loved your daily life, like right now, if you were just so excited to wake up tomorrow and live out your life the way that it is, you wouldn't care as much about your weight goal or your money goals or even wanting to have a better marriage. Like if if you really believed that you could love your daily life just as it is right now, then you would feel a lot less pressure to tackle any of the other things that would have been on that list. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think as, as moms, there's a lot of frustration Mm -hmm. and things that are difficult and things that we probably make harder for ourselves, but things that are actually objectively difficult. And so I'm excited to hear you share with us, like how, how we could do that. Like how we could enjoy each day and love our life. Because I know you've talked about that on your podcast. Um, You know, you actually enjoy your life and you love your life and, and you can tell it's genuine. So I, I want that for every, for myself and everybody listening too. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, last year when, um, I had had Peter. So we had had the the three babies in three years. So I had a two-year-old, a one-year-old and a newborn. And I remember thinking, oh, it's going to be better when everyone is five and older. And I was always telling myself that story. It's going to be better later in the future. And what I want to offer to everyone listening is that the circumstances of my life didn't change. And in some ways, because of the year that we've had, you could even say that the circumstances, um, some crazy circumstances happened that were unforeseen, right? And now I'm so happy in my life and I enjoy the children so much more, even though I still have this list of crosses that I had last year. And just a great example was this morning, um, I spend Thursday mornings with the kids because my husband goes and does a like a spiritual class at church. And so I pulled out our Advent books. I made a fire. Okay. I made a real fire in the fireplace. <laughs> I made tea yes. for everyone. And I was like, I'm going to read the Christmas books. Right. And I even pulled out the Grinch, which mercy to do that for them. Cause it's just not my favorite to read a hundred times, you know, in the month of December. Yes. And so I'm sitting down. I'm getting ready to read the books. And my three-year-old is upset that the blanket that I chose was the one he wanted. And he wants, so he starts yanking it off my lap. And I begin to say, oh, you may ask me kindly for that blanket. 
but some in some way he ends up coming towards me and we bonk our heads pretty hard together and it hurt it i have not had a bonk like that mm. in a long time so i'm like ouch and i didn't get upset at him but it hurt him and then i think he was embarrassed so he starts crying and then my 2 year old sympathy cries so he bursts into tears oh. just standing there and then the baby on the floor bursts into tears so here i am with this, this stack of beautiful books all three boys are crying and I think previously I would have had the thought, my life is so terrible and I'm stuck here for a very long time. Like I'm just going to be stuck mm. having crying, pooping little kids forever. And this is awful. And yeah. I think moms th think those things more often than we say out loud because we immediately want to go to oh, well, I mean, children are such a gift from God and we love our lives and everything is great. And I know I should enjoy these years, right? We just stuff those thoughts and those feelings down. But those are the things that are making us so unhappy. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And so instead, I was like, of course, they're all crying. That's what happens almost every time I try to have a Mary Poppins moment with that. <laughs> Yes. Like every time, almost every time I'm like, today we're going to do finger painting turkeys or whatever. And I think it's going to be wonderful. Everyone always cries. Yep. Or the paint gets everywhere yeah. and then you want to cry. <laughs> that's just, that's what little kids do. And so now yes. I know that I can speak to myself in such a different way that I can stay calm they were all crying. And one of the girls was like, this is terrible. And I said, yeah, this is really uncomfortable, isn't it right now? You know, this is not what we thought it was going to be, is it? You know, and I was able to talk <laughs> to her about that as the boys That's were crying. Awesome. And no, it is. And so that is the hope I want to give you that by examining your thoughts and learning how to shift them, you can begin to love your daily life. So here are the four beliefs that I'm going to be teaching in that program. And listen, you don't have to sign up for the program. Just write down these beliefs and you could Google like how to believe new things. And you'd probably find somebody who would teach you that. Or you can listen to the Made for Greatness podcast and we are going to be talking about that a lot. And so here are the four beliefs that I want moms to have. And if you can believe these four things, you will love your daily life. And I did this ladies in less than 30 days. Okay. So it wasn't like I went through this year long aggressive program. I found a podcast on mindset coaching. I listened to a ton of it. And then I just did what they said. And I really 180 my life in 30 days. No joke. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. So That's are you amazing. ready? Stephanie? Yes. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm ready. Really I want to know. I'm like, I have my pen. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so number one, you have to believe that you can love your daily life, right? Mm. So right now, some of you are like, but not me, right? But not me because of my husband, but not me because we're struggling, but not me because my children are so difficult, but not me because whatever your story is. Thing. And when I do belief work with women, we don't go from my life is terrible to I love my daily life, right? You can't shift like that. I start with, what if it's possible to love your daily life? That's the tiniest step. And that's the only step you have to make in the beginning. Like just, but what if it's possible? Can I, can I get you to open your heart like 1% 
and just really wonder, like, maybe what this lady is saying is true because her life sounded really painful and awful, but now she sounds kind of happy. Like, maybe that could be true for me. So that's the first I love one. That. I love that yeah. question, by the way. I just want to say that what if it's possible is yeah, a game possible? changer for yeah. every single thing in your life. It's amazing. Totally. I lost, um, I've lost 70 pounds in 2020, which is pretty incredible. Amazing. And so um, I have, um, I have 10 more to go. And you know, I was really telling myself like, oh, everyone says the last 10 are the hardest, right? And mm. by the way, all life coaches have their own coach, which is funny because you just, no one can see themselves, right? So no, I would literally tell you not. something and then immediately go and have my own drama about the exact same thing. And that's okay. That's why I think everyone needs a life coach. Um, yep. But so I was talking to her about the last 10 pounds and she said, but what if losing the last 10 pounds is the most fun? And I was like, no way. I can't believe I didn't ask myself any of those questions. But like, I was just <laughs> so sure. I had just believed the story that losing the last 10 pounds was the hardest. And that was the only story I was telling myself. And so I love those kind of questions. Like, but what if it's possible that it's not very hard? Because maybe for some people it isn't. Yeah. Okay. Belief number two. You need to believe that you can discern the will of God. And this is, I think, so important. And in a way, it's it's the number one belief, but the first one has to happen first for you to get through the door. You have to get through the door of hope, of just believing that things could be better in your life right now. And then I offer that really the foundation of that is believing that you can discern the will of God. And so you know, I think we hear that we can do that and we popcorn pray or we pray to God, but I don't know that a lot of us really feel like he speaks to us or tells us what we should be doing. And I think most of us Catholic women would say, I mean, if baby Jesus like came down and told me what to do, I would absolutely do it. Like we have this confidence that we do really want to do what God tells us. But I think where we lack confidence is our ability to discern what he wants for us. And I think we second guess that, oh, but what if this is what I want? And I'm just like thinking that he wants that. Or what if I get it wrong? We have a lot of drama around that. And so the belief is really as simple as just believing I am a woman who discerns the will of God. And I started saying that to myself and believing it because there were times where I felt very clearly that God spoke to me. So I knew that was in me. And as soon as I adopted that belief, it was crazy how my journaling life radically changed. And I just feel like God says very specific things to me now all the time. And it kind of blows my mind. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I think I question it. I mean, I definitely have had feelings of like, okay, God is literally 
putting words into my heart that I need to write down now (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's so clear. But there are plenty of times where I question it and think, oh, am I just kind of projecting what I want onto what God wants for me? Like, is this really what God wants for me? Mm -hmm. And if something's hard, don't you feel like if something goes wrong in the day or let's say, for example, with business, um, you know, I get interrupted in a call and, you know, kids are unhappy or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, well, maybe that's because this isn't what God wants for me. Right. That's why it didn't go well because it's it's not really his will. Yeah. It's such a dream killer. It's a dream killer because you're just, we're always second guessing ourselves. And so if you just, if you woke up every day, like, and just gave your soul a high five and you were like, we got this because we are so good at discerning what God wants for us. And just that belief is going to open your brain up to what he has to say. And God doesn't say to me, Sterling, I think you should put out three podcasts today, right? Like God doesn't speak like that. (laughs) It's usually very simple words where he will just say, like, I just really want you to trust me, but it'll come out as trust me, or I love you, or I'm with you right now. But I always know, because I usually bring something to him. And now that I have this belief, I just can't believe how many things he solves for me in this, like, it's just like five lines. I've made a worksheet. Um, and it's just a few lines that says, what does God want to tell you tonight? And then I just open myself up to listening. But I just, I think believing that I can hear him and that I know what he's saying is true has changed everything. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And now I set goals. We will talk about actually setting goals, but like, especially my business. Now I set goals knowing hey, this is what we're going for. But because I'm confident that I discern the will of God, if, you know, seven months from now, he says, pack it in, Sterling, this isn't what I want you to be doing. I'm confident that I would I would know that that's what he wants me to hear. And so mm-hmm. now when I feel moved to do something, I'm just all in, I'm moving forward and I don't second guess it because I know he's going to do something very clear to tell me when I'm not on the right path. Yeah, that's good. If we can stop second guessing ourselves, I think we could be a lot happier, right? Totally. (laughs) Enjoy our lives more. Yeah. All right. Number three, I am a woman who trusts herself. Mm -hmm. And this is such a big one because we treat ourselves like the worst mean girl of all time. We say terrible things to ourselves all day right? Like we would never be friends with someone who spoke to us the way we speak to ourselves in our minds. And all the time, we don't do what we say we're going to do, even if no one else is aware of that. And it's just a lack of commitment on on a few levels, like you're actually don't have as much of a commitment to the thing, but you're also not committed to being a woman who trusts herself. For example, Mm -hmm. I got to go to breakfast with Matthew Kelly. I wouldn't wake up that morning like, oh, but it's so cold out and I don't feel like leaving the house. <laughs> right. Right. Like I wouldn't be like, so true. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to put my bra back on. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like I would be so excited and I would be 10 minutes early. Yep. But we blow ourselves off all the time 
when we make plans to eat healthy food or to get a workout in, or for me, like reading my books to my five-year-old, zero times do I feel like doing that. That is just like one of those events where I never feel like doing it, but I always feel awesome afterwards. Mm-hmm. You think my brain would just get there? Like, just get there, brain. We actually like this, but no, zero times. I'm always like eye rolling and like, oh, <laughs> I have to do that right now. It always makes me happy when you say stuff like that because I'm like, yes, you're real. <laughs> yeah, it's it happens to all of us. Yeah, and so. I want to be a woman who trusts herself. And when I say like, I'm going to read books to Violet every day that I do it. And so I don't have enough time to break that whole thing open and how we repair trust with ourselves, but just know that it's a thing. And I would rather you only commit to two things a day that were so ridiculously small and honor that than to, to set this crazy day of like waking up at 5.30 and praying and eating, you know, whole 30 foods and like all the crazy things we tell ourselves and then just break trust all throughout the day. Like I would rather your bar be so low and you just begin to be a person who does what she says she's going to do, even if it's only to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. What's the last belief? I know. I'm so excited about this program. Okay. The last one. I am a problem solver. Oh, yes. Love this belief because we act like victims all the time to things that happen. But I just want to say, if you just believe and tell yourself that you're a problem solver, you can handle anything that shows up in your life. Yep. Just anything. That's true. Yeah. You can be like. I want to find a new soup recipe. And you're like, oh, I can solve that problem. I'm going to go to the internet. I'm going to take a deep breath because that's a crazy place to be. And I'm going to find one recipe and I'm going to make it, right? Or if I got pregnant again and that scares me a ton, I know that I'm a problem solver and I would figure it out each step. I would just make a list of things and I would keep reading and asking people and going to YouTube until I found the answer. We live in a time where you can find the answer to just about everything. That's true. Sometimes that's the problem. Sometimes <laughs> Too that's much the problem. information. Yep. But yes, we can, we have the power and the, the knowledge to sift through that. That's even another belief that could be, you could add to the problem solving. It's like, okay, I can sift through this and mm-hmm. And make a good decision that I feel like that goes along with trusting yourself too. So the Mm -hmm. trust probably has to come first. Yes. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I had trust last and then I flipped them because that's, I I agree. I think you have to trust yourself and just know that you've got your own back and then you can kind of settle into the problem solving belief a little bit more. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So in terms of setting goals, because I feel like this all, this is just laying the groundwork. So let's say a listener is, is pretty good on these beliefs. Like they're, they've worked on them. They took maybe 30 days. So let's say we're heading into February, March now, and they're saying, okay, now I want to sit down and start setting these goals. Like I do want to have some tangible things that I'm working on this year. What would you say to her? Stephanie's like, I really want the list though. Can you give me the list though? And the instructions, like, I just really want those. Tell me the ABC. No. Yeah. I'll tell (laughs) you. Do you you see my type A personality coming out? (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, but I am I am that kind of goal setter too, so I get it. Um, although this year, um, I have one main goal that I'm going after, and that is just to get better at discerning the will of God. And I will probably mm. spend all year doing that because I kind of think it's the only thing that matters. But here's my super secret trick for the rest of it. Okay. And this came from Marie Forleo, who I like. She um, has a lot of videos. Um, she's more yes. of a business lady. But um, this comes from her book, um, Everything is Figure Outable. And she says, mm -hmm. take out a piece of paper and just write at the top of it, wouldn't it be cool if, and then I write mm -hmm. down everything for 2021 that I think it would be cool if it happened. So I just like, wouldn't it be cool if I lost my last 10 pounds? Wouldn't it be cool if I painted another icon? I took this iconography class last year. It was amazing. And I would love to do that next year. But here's what's so great about the wouldn't it be cool list is that it suddenly takes all the pressure away of having to do it. Yes, that's good. And so I actually had about 15 things on that list. Like I have a friend of mine and I was like, I would love to see her. I would love to have a girl's weekend with her. I would like my dog to be more trained. I'm a dog trainer and I'm just embarrassed that I'm choosing to build my business and not train my dog. And I was like, I got to figure that out. I got to just make some decisions around that. Um, and then I usually have a list of things for the kids too, like who's learning to ride a bike this year, who's learning how to read and just some things around that. And so all of these things are on my wouldn't it be cool list. And I will probably look at that every day. And the things that we put in front of our brain every day tend to happen. They tend to come true. Mm -hmm. But if I were to get pregnant and immediately end up in bed, I wouldn't have any drama about beating myself up about this list because that was just my wouldn't it be cool list. Yeah, that's really good. That's helpful for me. I'm My personality is such that I really can go overboard with goals. Yeah. <laughs> so I think taking the pressure off is so, so good because I always have to fight against that perfectionism. And I bet someone listening, a lot of people listening probably know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, so that wouldn't it be cool if list is so, yeah, just such a good practical start for anybody listening. And, and if it doesn't happen, well, it would have been cool, but yeah we don't have to hold ourselves to it. Like this is my goal and I must achieve it or else I'm a failure. I yeah. think that's often the the narrative we have in our head, at least for yeah. me, I know. Um, is there anything else you want to share with us before no, I think the, we I think the, tell people where to connect with you? Yeah, I think the I'll wrap it into that, which is I, by the time you guys listen to this, there will be a podcast on made for business where I do talk about setting a business goal and how to break that down by quarter and to know how to achieve it. The steps that I use for that are very different than any of these other things. But I think that that's true for most people that go to their work, right? They go to a job. And they have business things that they want to do or work goals. And those we can think about in a very different way. And they're kind of confined in that space and that activity. And so if you have a business and you want to know how to reach business goals, 
I have a very specific and detailed process for that and it's different, but for everybody else, this is it. Just believe, even if you just worked on the first one, just believing that you could love your daily life. And if you listen to the Made for Greatness podcast, or if you pop over to our website, which is madeforgreatness.co, so there's no M, it's very tricksy, um, <laughs> you can check out our mindset program. And we just teach Catholic moms how to manage their minds so they can have more peace and clarity in their lives, because that's the thing we hear all the time that women want. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. It's so helpful. Thank you for everything you've shared, Sterling. And just for fun, before you go, um, what would you do if you had a weekend all to yourself? <laughs> you know, what's funny is I do this weekend, I rented a house in town and I'm totally just going to work and shoot course videos. And I know that sounds nerdy, but that is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Me and, too. Um, Me too. <laughs> I will probably read and listen to podcasts, but then I will also just create content because it's just like what God created me to do. And it makes me so happy. Me too. That's what I was doing in the shower last night, yeah. thinking and creating. I I am totally there with you, Sterling. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much for being here. And I will link everything in the show notes. Everybody check out Sterling's three podcasts and I will link everything. And also the no goals goals program. Love that title. Uh, thank you, Sterling. <laughs> so fun having you. Thank you so much. I love it. And thank you for all the work that you do. You're so welcome. Thank you.